Welcome to The Numbers Game. I'm Jason and I'm here with Nick and Marty. How are we going today, guys? Did you guys catch the Super Bowl? Yes, I saw the halftime entertainment with Rihanna and I realised that I didn't know many of the songs, much to the uh, joy of uh, my younger counterparts, but... uh, very, very impressive, the Super Bowl. Don't know whether you could top last year's with Eminem and Dr. Dre, and that was pretty special. So, but yeah, did enjoy it. Nick, do you know who won? Yeah, I think Chiefs won, didn't they? Uh, come over in the end. And I, I usually watch it. Uh, I didn't have time this year because um, I took a couple of days off last week. So I'm looking to going home and watching the replay, although I really wanted Philadelphia to win. Um, uh, I thought Rihanna was okay. I thought the whole spectacle was great. But I thought Rihanna wasn't that great. Um, I think there was a bit of lip syncing happening there at the start. Um, it was pretty obvious to me, but the, the whole spectacle and you wouldn't get me up on a platform that high dancing. So, you know, full credit. But uh, what about yourself, Jase? Did you watch it? I had it on a screen, but I was in and out of meetings and I caught up with some people from the CPA and then I was doing other meetings. So it was there, it was on loud. The team in the office were kind of catching it over my shoulder and uh, I was messaging Greg, who um, he has the Super Bowl off every year to go and watch it. And um, him and I are on a bit of a weight loss competition at the moment. So I was really encouraging him to get stuck into as many uh, chicken wings and nachos (laughs) and buds. As uh, as he could, so uh, strategically worked out well for me to be at the office, uh, looking behaving myself while Greg was out uh, living it up. But yeah, so watched caught most of the game and came off a meeting when it was thirty five apiece with a few minutes to go, and I realised the whole office was over my shoulder watching my screen. And yeah, um, the Chiefs just come home strong in the last couple of minutes and got the job done. Poor Philly though, commiserations. It is a great event to have off. Like I've only done it a couple of times, but if you you take the day off and you go, you know what, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to get involved because it is, I, I think, watching NFL is great. I think it's a great game. If you if you were into it, if you try and just follow it, you think this is just too slow and I don't really know what's happening. Mm. But if you know what's going on, it's a great game. A bit like Test Cricket, Marty. I'm thinking the, the ads are supposed to be amazing. And, um, yeah, I'm just wondering, do we get those ads from the US no, in the coverage here? We don't. No, no, no we don't, unfortunately. You have to go out of your way to find those ads, Marty. I've got to ask, Chase, have you ever danced on a platform that high as Rihanna <laughs> did? Just because, you know, you oh, there's been some quite dancing an on a, life. Dancing on a platform, but never that high, mate. Uh, yeah, height's, height's not my thing um, unless I'm strapped into something and jumping off and whatever. But, yeah, nah, no, no dancing on a high platform. That's yeah, look, sure. look, I think if we keep going and we're successful, the numbers game could be at the Super Bowl halftime event. That's... Uh, <laughs> Bucket list, bucket list. (laughs) Uh, All good. Well, guys, today to uh, get us back on track, we're going to be talking about the future where tax just happens. So before we crack into that, this episode's proudly brought to you by Future Advisory. Since we're going to be talking about the future of tax, it definitely makes sense that our Future Advisory have sponsored this episode. So uh, all things accounting, tax advisory, virtual CFO, um, any of your accounting and business advisory needs, contact futureadvisory.com.au and the team will be happy to help you out. So guys, wanted to share a bit of a story and give you some background as to what I mean by the future where tax just happens. And um, got an article here and some other info there and we'll, I'll kind of share a bit of the journey and the story of last September, Future Advisory took about 14 of our team up to Sydney. Um, we were there for 
ZeroCon, which has about 3,000 plus accountants attend this conference. Um, it's often described as Coachella for accountants. There's like live music and DJs and parties and everyone's getting pretty blind. And I think we ordered like a three meter pizza at one stage. Like it was, you know, kind of wild times for accountants, right? Wow. Um, and, you know, it was over a couple of days. They have this huge finale party where they book out Luna Park in Sydney um, and the whole thing's closed for a private function. And, you know, there's dances and food and catering and all the rides are, you know, a free-for-all. Everyone's dressed in fluoro. I think it was 80s theme or something. So really good time. Zero capped off this conference with a presentation by Chris Jordan, the commissioner of the ATO. Now, when you're thinking like, let's bring out a big gun who's going to present to cap off an awesome couple of days, and they basically roll out the ATO commissioner. And I was thinking, oof, bold move by zero to, you know, we've had all these phenomenal speakers over a couple of days, like, you know, really geeing you up. Like Mark Manson came over from America one year and presented, you know, his subtle art of not giving a F kind of presentation, which I was like, you know, absolutely blown away by. And we got Chris Jordan the chief commissioner of the ATO. So you'd think the money zero are making, surely you'd get Rihanna on a platform or, you know, something similar. <laughs> well, they, you probably know they, more than I do, but how much money is zero making at the moment? Uh, well, I mean, look, if you follow the stock market and look at their shares, I I'm, uh, can't share the stuff from behind the scenes that I might be privy to with my NDA. No, um, all I'll publicly listed, of course, the ASX, you can, you can work it out. Huge revenue, a uh, multi-billion dollar company on the uh, stock exchange. Nick, you can give us their market cap and let us know what the business is worth um, while you're looking at that. So anyway, Chris Jordan comes out and I thought, how's he going to kind of capture the imagination of all of the people in the crowd? And he went into this presentation about the future where tax just happens. And he, he got me straight away by talking about he had actually started a business at some stage. He'd worked at, at big, big accounting firms. He's an accountant himself. And when he started a business, all of these bits of paper arrived in the mail. And he was like, what an inefficient system where we've got all of this paper mail rocking up because he'd registered a new ABN and registered a business. And he's thinking, one day I'm going to become the head of the ATR and I'm going to change this. And that was what he thought. And he kind of went into the presentation there and he went into a bit of a, a conversation around how the ATO by the year 2030 is aiming to make tax fully digital. But beyond just making tax fully digital, it's all around a system where tax just happens. So to spell that out for you guys and talk about what that means, where tax just happens is along the lines of instead of you know needing to lodge a tax return or needing to do a BAS or needing to lodge your tax that you've taxed from your employees, all of this should just happen automatically in the background without you even needing to think about it. That's the future of this digital world that the ATO is trying to work towards. Now, when you think about digital transformation and, and what the ATO needs to do to do this, there's been things that have been like slowly implemented over the last couple of years that are all pointing towards 2030. Now, this ATO plan for 2030 is publicly available. It's buried on websites, you know, deep inside the ATO archives, but it's there and you can look into what they're trying to do and, you know, going paperless and wanting people to be on MyGov. So you think about director IDs and MyGov and the push for all of this digital digital uh, presentation or digital um, communication with the ATO. They don't want you to open the mail anymore. They want you to be on an app where you have to securely log in with your information. 
And then beyond the digital transformation, the the ability for the ATO to collect revenue in real time. So you think about lodging a quarterly bass or you know, even for individual taxpayer that might have a tax bill, let's say you get to the end of the 2023 financial year that's coming up and you've got a tax bill. You technically don't have to pay that tax bill until May 2024. That's a long time for the ATO to wait to collect their revenue. And that's for companies and as well and, you know, different business structures. And then you've got basses. So you've got quarterly basses or, or whatever for uh, businesses. You can collect, you know, six figures, hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you can wait until the end of the quarter. Then you get two more months to kind of sit on the ATO's GST and pay-as-you-go withholding. And then a couple of months later, you've got to give that to the ATO. But what happens now and the reason the ATO have, you know, tens of billions of dollars of debt owed to them, I, I would estimate it to be in excess of $50 billion of debt owing to the ATO at the moment. And some of those numbers are, are hard to find because they kind of publish them years later. I think the 21 and 22 numbers were kind of trending 30, 45 billion, but I think it'll continue to go up. I don't think it's coming back the other way. There's a lot of uh, liquidations and things that'll happen and a lot of that'll be written off. Um, So imagine this world where instead, oh, so what I was going to say there, then what business owners do is they go, oh, instead of handing over a hundred grand for my bass, I'm going to call the ATO and put that on a payment plan and I'm going to give the ATO $10,000 a month for 10 months. So all of a sudden, the ATO has become a bit of a bank and the ATO is funding a lot of businesses to be able to grow or pay bills and whatnot. In this future where tax just happens, every time you do payroll, that tax is going to be taken. Every time you pay payroll, superannuation should leave the bank account at the same time because it's not the business owner's money. Then what they want to have is with e-invoicing, which is this digital invoicing system that they want the whole economy to be on they're going to know how much GST you should be paying and how much GST credits you should be getting back by your expenses through your bank account, which is connected to your digital accounting system. So in real time, the ATO is going to be able to take the GST that you owe it rather than waiting until the end of the quarter. So all of a sudden, we're going to enter this world where tax just happens and you won't be lodging your bass and you won't be able to do payment plans because the money's out of your account in real time. What do you think of that world just off the top before I go into some of the other bits and pieces that were said? What are your kind of high-level thoughts? It's uh, high-level thoughts. Uh, employees have their tax taken out by the employer. So, you know, that you don't get to see any of that tax or utilise that tax effectively in any sort of arrangement. Um, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted because in one way I go – I just don't like the level of control that you know the that digital sort of monitoring does and and doing it in real time but as a business owner I think it's actually smart because you can't have 50 billion dollars in debt that's poor financial management by business owners in Australia and and look they've been encouraged to do that to some degree kicking tax up the road and now it's a problem yeah, it's a big problem. So the fact that it's coming out in real time and it's relevant and everyone will be under the same system, I think that's actually really smart from a business sense because it'll be the reality of what the reality is in your business. So I actually think it's a great idea. Uh, Nick, any thoughts? Um, oh, look, I agree. I, I think um, to me, it's common sense, really. And I, I think as long as everyone's okay with the tax rate, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, the reality is if, they, if you're running a business and you have to pay tax and everyone's okay with that, then 
they should be able to get get the tax when it's due. Like, why should you be able to just go beyond beyond your due date? Now, I understand some businesses have some cash flow issues, and if that's the case, then the money won't be in the bank account, and you know that's where Jace will talk to the ATO and try and swindle a deal. But at the end of the day, the tax has got to be paid. It's as you rightfully pointed, Marty. It's poor business management. I don't have an issue with the control piece because it's as I said, you've started the business agreeing to pay tax. So, you know, it's it's not like they're uh it's not like they're controlling other aspects of your life outside of being able to take your tax and really making things easier for you. Um it should be simplified. Like how much money do we spend on bookkeeping and how much time do we spend on getting everything ready for the bookkeeper. It should be simplified. And I'm, you've talked about this before, Marty, just take 25%, leave it at that. Yep. And let's all just do what we need to do with our expenses. You don't have people then trying to cheat the system. You don't have costs in accountants trying to work out how to minimise tax. You don't have costs from the ATO and trying to audit people because they think something's wrong. Just make it 25% of your revenue or, you know, if people are running, this is another conversation, but if people are running at a loss and that's their own problem and, they maybe shouldn't be running a business. So, I don't know. That's not. The, I, I know we weren't going to talk about that. But what about just a percentage <laughs> of your of your revenue? And then it's up to you to then make a profit as a business owner. So it's it should be simplified. Um, there's going to be some kickback though, because to your point, Jace, who hasn't used the ATO to fund their business, um, exactly. You know, and fund their lifestyle, and you know, not pay tax or you know, super in the past, and they fix that. So it'll. The one good thing it will do is it will it will mean that businesses are professional and those that are not mm. won't be around anymore. Yeah, it will liquidate them sooner mm. for bad practices and and that's not a bad thing. Like I, I would rather the real-time system. I was thinking back, gee, imagine if that happened uh, in, the, uh, in the 80s where the tax office came around every day on every transaction. The amount of murders that would have happened would have been quite astronomical. So, But I, I actually really like where that's heading. I think it's real-time. You know where you stand. The, the, you know, the net money's in the account and you know how that business is operating. I, I really like it. It's just so convoluted at the moment. Moment. like yeah it is um simplify it you know so we can all do what we do well yeah spoke to some people in the uk who they don't lodge individual tax returns over there so this is going back to individual level but talking about the simplifying the system so the uk have pushed really hard on a fully digital tax system and when i mentioned that that in australia like you know the the tradie bloke down at the pub talking about how he's going to get a big tax refund and you know they're comparing their receipts and notes and whatever and you know, then at the end, they, they lodge their tax and get a big chunk of money back. And people are going, what do you mean? Like, they've got to lodge a return to get your money back. Don't you just get paid what you're meant to get paid and, and that's it? And then the other way around, I spoke to somebody here when I got back and went, geez, in the UK, they don't lodge tax returns. And the same was like, well, hang on. How do they get all the money back from the government that the government shouldn't have? That's bullshit. Like, you know, how are they going to get their money back? Like, as if it's like a, I think in Australia, it's almost a rite of passage. Like that first tax refund, it feels like a win against the government. It's like, yeah, I got money back, you know? So, I mean, you know, the the things that need to happen moving forward to continue to make this a reality. And again, I touched on it before, Marty, and I got a big nod from you. There's been signs all along the last couple of years that have been pointing towards this. So you'll remember when single touch payroll came in. There was millions of businesses around the country that didn't have the ability to do digital payroll, let alone digital bookkeeping. 
Um, so, you know, you think you're zero and you're myob and those kind of QuickBooks, those kind of systems. There were so many small business owners, sole traders that employed one or two people that didn't have an accounting system. They were running it through Excel or running it through their bank account. And that at the end of the week, they'd just punch in, you know, 20 hours for my staff at $25 an hour equals this. They'd punch it into a tax calculator to see how much they were going to withhold. And they'd transfer the cash to the employee from their bank account. And then they'd let their accountant worry about doing a paper pay-as-you-go withholding statement, which is what it used to be called. Now, all of those businesses back then had to move to single-touch payroll, which was phase one. They had to have a digital payroll system. So they could use a, a, a Myob or a Zero and just subscribe to the payroll component, and they didn't have to worry about the other stuff. So that was kind of step one, collecting payroll data of employees and tax withholdings and superannuation details. And all of a sudden in the background, they can now see who super's paid, who super's not paid. They've got the data. It's just the ability to do something with that data. And then there's the push now for cloud accounting. So obviously they're pushing every single business that, that is set up needs to, in the future, have a cloud accounting system so that all that data can be compiled and linked with the ATO. Um, beyond all of that, though, um, obviously data analytics is huge. The amount of data that is fed to the ATO, you think about all the different things out there like Shopify, Stripe, PayPal, um, private health providers, banks, they're sending all the data to the ATO about each of us and each of our businesses and the ATO compile a profile on that. Now, in the past, there hasn't been the human manpower to go through all that data, but you know what the ATO have now? Somebody want to have a guess? Robots. Close. AI. AI, exactly. So the ATO is now embarking on this journey of artificial intelligence and AI to be able to go through all this data, to be able to figure out who are the people that we need to contact? Who, where does it look like something's a bit amiss here? So that's going to continue to get stronger and stronger ability in their AI capabilities. So, I mean, it's a, when you think about that kind of future world where tax just happens, you know, there's not a lot of um, ways that people are going to get around not kind of doing the right thing. And look, I think that's a good thing. I think, um, you know, each year $2 billion doesn't enter employee super funds. That's a lot of retirement wealth that, you know, Australians are missing out on having in their super funds because employers did the wrong thing and they squandered that money and, you know, did whatever they did with it. So in a world where that $2 billion does make it into the super fund every year, that's a much better future for those workers who can now retire with more money in their super fund because they weren't screwed over. I always think if you focused on getting money back from the government, your, your focus is wrong. You're not a business mm. owner. You know, I, I think yeah, it just doesn't make any sense to me if that's, if that's your goal. So I, I'd rather that just be automated. You make money, concentrate in the right areas and build a good business and add some value. Um, I think that's, that's the way we have to look. And that's where the digital space will help us focus in the right areas. If we can't do it ourselves as business people, mm -hmm. then unfortunately we need to have these, uh, you know, these new technologies come in and do it for us and that will just equalise everything out. So, yeah. Yeah, how many, and how many, you'd know this better than I would, Jace, but how many businesses would just would legitimately forget about BAS or don't understand it enough and, you know, this should help them, really. Um, yeah. Not there's Obviously, there's probably some that do, you know, use it to fund their own business, but there's some that are probably just not across it enough and mm. um, simple, you know, simple mistakes, forget things, um, you know, have been running hard at their business, thought they had more money than they 
and they did. So for a lot of business, this will probably be yeah, a, a good well, thing. Yeah, exactly right, Nick. And look, there's a lot out there that through through no fault of their own, it is a complicated tax system. But And when you first start your business, if you're registering for GST the first time, then you hire your first employee, you've got PAYG, then you have your first tax bill, you then get PAYGI, you then might have entertainment. So then you've got FBT and I've already lost track of all these letters that I've just said to you. And I'm an accountant, right? So you can imagine being a small business owner and have all these acronyms and different things thrown at you. I mean, one of the biggest ones that we get is, yeah, BAS and then IAS. And that client gets their first BAS and they're going, Jace, hang on, like, do I then pay more tax at the end of the year on top of what I'm paying on my BAS? And it's like, well, yeah, the BAS is your GST and your employees withholding. <laughs> oh, then, so, so then I pay tax on top of that. So then, yes, yes, you then need to put more money aside for your tax bill as well or your company's tax bill or both. And again, the business owner's head's exploding going, shit, hang on. This running a business thing is actually quite complicated and quite hard, which is why, you know, places like Future Advisor exist because, you know, ta- the tax system is complicated and a lot of business owners just go, you know what, I've got to outsource this to a professional. I'm going to stick to running whatever business I'm good at running and all of the complicated numbers and crap in the background, I'm going to outsource that. And look, we love going on the education path of, you know, talking clients through this, educating them so they understand what we're doing in the background. That obviously helps from a value point of view. If they understand what we're doing, they see the value in, in having us as part of their team. The ones that don't understand it who, you know, might they might be paying a couple hundred dollars for a bass going, oh, but you just click a button and lodge that to the ATO. Like, oh, why am I paying you to do that? It's like, well, okay, well, clearly there's a misunderstanding of what we're actually doing. You know, we're not just clicking your button. We verify your transactions, review your profit and loss, look at your balance sheet, make sure you're not paying too much tax, you know, blah, 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 all this. And it's like, oh, is that what you do? So there's a lot of education that goes down this path of, of helping clients get this right. But, you know, we're heading towards a world where this just happens. So, you know, the, it, you know it'll change and there'll be more communication around this that needs to happen. And well, like you said, Jace, it, it's a $50 billion inefficiency. Do you mm. know how many sales it's going to take to cover that tax debt? You know, so the business owners are going, we've got to sell more and they're increasing more tax debt if they haven't got those efficiencies in place that are automated. So it's an endless spiral of um, yeah, real poor management. So it has to be done. Something has to be done. 100%. Well, look, and uh, Chris ended his presentation by saying that uh, the future is a world where tax just happens, but it will never happen without you. So that was his uh, little <laughs> thing. Sweet. So, you know, it's still going to rely on everybody else within the system doing the right thing, you know, being attached to the right programs, you know, adding the information correctly. And look, it doesn't take much to, to get things wrong. I mean, just this week alone, we we had the wrong BSB and account number punched in for an employee and, and you know, the wages have gone somewhere else and it's a sing, si- simple slip of a digit. So, you know, in this world where humans are still involved in doing all this and AI hasn't completely taken over yet, you know, it, it is going to rely on us, the the humans running business and, and being advisors too be here to help people do the right I, thing. I just can't wait till the day where the payroll tax is automated directly <laughs> out of the account in real time just to see what the next episode of the numbers game will be like. Certainly get antsy. And don't want to get into too much detail, but all of this 2020, uh, 2030 making tax digital and the future is where tax just happens 
it's separate to the state revenue office where they're taking our payroll tax. So it's okay. Know, we're we're on different pages here, Marty. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> Let me just be clear: I don't have an issue with the process of payroll tax. I have an issue with the tax itself. So anyway, hey boys, just uh, zero. Um, anyone want to guess their revenue the last six months of December? I'm going to go two hundred million. I know, I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go very short. I'll go ten billion. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, Australia <laughs> or global? Six hundred and sixty million in six months. So that's a, is that Australian should, revenue or worldwide? Uh, I'd say it's Australian. This is on the ASX. Are they only listed on the ASX, Jase? Yep, just listed on ASX or dual listing in New Zealand, I believe, as well. But that that'd be listing all of their revenue. Surely. Yep. And a loss of. 16 million. So 660 million half year. So that'd be a $1.2 billion revenue. If you, yeah. Yep. Huge growth though. That revenue is growing by like 200 million over half year period compared to the year before. But they're actually running at a loss, which, you know, makes sense. Tech businesses, you know, we don't need to make any money, but we're still worth a heap. Zero has pushed, pushed that expansion into the UK and the US market. So I think um, anytime you're trying to take on, you know, QuickBooks in the US, it has a massive footprint and yep. um, the UK making tax digital, there's been quite a few acquisitions in that space too to kind of fast track. And now they've brought on a US CEO, um, Sukinda, I think her name is. But anyway, we'll uh, watch this space. Maybe we'll do a Zero episode for all those who, who are yeah. keen to learn more about Zero. Well, I'll be interested in those parties as to what the uh, <laughs> what the global cost was. Yeah, we well, might break well, even off they, the back they, of what you've been talking about, Jase. They have they have moved. So they were running them one in the UK, one in Australia, one in the US, maybe one in Canada or the US and Canada might have been together. And all of a sudden, they've moved to a annual zero con that'll move around the world and they'll just do okay. one per year. Okay. That makes sense. I've got the, the answer why. So, oh, yep. Well, they're not making any money. That's why. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, well, with the ticket prices and the amount of attendees, I'd, I'd like to know how all of those funds are allocated because I think, you know, 3,000 attendees at 1,000 bucks a pop is a lot of revenue for a couple of days of uh, partying, but yep. I'm sure that they can find a quick way to spend $3 million though. Couple other numbers: eleven point five billion dollar market cap. And if you bought zero five years ago when they listed, you'd be one hundred and sixty four percent up on your share price. Pretty good. And get this: really, current share price seventy seven dollars peaked at one hundred one fifty fifty three, one hundred fifty three towards the end of twenty twenty two. So that's interesting, actually. Why they've taken such a hit? That's tech. All all tech stocks have gone down. Kind of similar to that. I think zero has always kind of been perceived as being overpriced uh, with a lot of hype built into it. So I think once the tech tech boom slowed down, it was kind of one of those ones to adjust. But plenty of articles out there about why it's a good buy at 77. Not that this is financial advice and do your own research. But um, yeah, love. You know, I could always talk about zero. That's your right, Marty. We'll do a little zero bloody breakdown at one stage, I reckon. And we might even get a... Uh, Former CEO Steve Moss on the show, or um, MD Joseph Lyons, good fellas that I'm uh, definitely had the pleasure of being in the room with plenty of times. Awesome. But on that note, boys, um, just I'm glad that you persevered listening to me talk about the future where tax just happens. And um, as a warning to to those listeners out there, I mean, look, this the ATO says 2030. 
maybe it's 2035, but they've also said it's the plan anytime between 2025 and 2030 to start to roll this out and get it to happen. Um, just keep in mind that all those data analytics and artificial intelligence is mining your data and going through it with the ATO. So, you know, stay safe, look after yourself, lodge the correct things, make sure you're getting help where you need it. And um, yeah, bring on this future where tax just happens and I can uh, be off uh, on holidays, just kicking back, enjoying myself and not lodging all these tax returns and basses on behalf of everybody. Well, that's good. We can rely on something. Death and taxes. Fantastic. <laughs> Game over, lads. Game over.